morning skate. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the morning skate. This is episode 142. You have Ked here. What's up? You also have Hal and BizDev. Hal, how are you? I'm good, dude. How are you? Okay, Dale, how are you doing, dude? Good, dude. Mother's Day, grinding in the corners, in the in the garden, in the flowers, everywhere you got to be. Okay, that was interesting. Uh, like Dale just said, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Before we kind of get into this podcast, just want to shine some light on them. So if any of you guys have a hockey moment of your mom, what would yours be? Uh, mine would be the fact that it's not even one moment. It's just me playing hockey in general. My mom hates the cold. She loved baseball way more than hockey. So whenever there's a hockey game, like you could tell like she didn't really want to go, but she never missed a game. Uh, she froze her ass off. Got to the point where like my dad had to buy her like a heated blanket and all this sorts of stuff. But uh, the fact that my mom kept going each day, I appreciate that. She's the best. Uh, what do you guys have? Yeah, so uh, sorry, Hal, do you want to go? No, go ahead. Um, I got, I've, I've got two. So one, I was, uh, I don't know, just a, a lot of high school memories of, you know, airing out my equipment and basically long story short, just being a, being, uh, an idiot and losing my equipment or like leaving some behind when I packed my bag and her like always driving it to the rink, you know, an elbow pad here. Like one time I even forgot my pants and she's just, you know, driving it always there for me in that regard. Um, but the big thing that comes to my mind and something she mentioned earlier today is uh, what we call in my family, the mama goal. So the mama goal is when you score the first goal of the game on either side of uh, just the first goal of the game, um, either side, either team. And you get out there, um, set the tone. Basically it started, I guess I was nine years old and she told me like, that's the most important goal of the game. Like go out and score the mama goal. And I did. So, like, every time I would score that goal, uh, it would be the mom goal, and I'd kind of look up in the stands. For That's pretty memorable, dude. That's special. I can respect that. Right on. How? Thanks. How what, dude? No, I uh, I tried calling my mom today. She didn't pick up, so that's where I'm at with Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> little salty. Did you leave her a message, dude? No, I didn't leave a message. I, I shot her a text, though. We'll see how it goes. I might get a call back. Yeah, I don't know. Mother's Day is good. I just feel like it kind of sucks for mothers because their day where they're like supposed to be able to like go free if they want, they're like trapped in the house with their families. Yeah, that is true, especially during quarantine, right? Like, yeah, like when you're like if your kids are older or something, maybe you'll like cherish the time, like you'll get drunk and get something done. But like if they're just like five year olds and you're stuck with them, like how is that any different than any other day? I feel like that's so true. Like I feel like Father's Day, dads just get mangled, but like on Mother's Day, I don't really have ever seen my mom wrecked before. Maybe that's like a new tradition you start. Maybe it is. Maybe we just start slamming drinks. But uh, anyway, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, hockey moms. If you're not a hockey mom, still happy Mother's Day to you. Uh, we have some stuff we want to get into. So let's do NHL in the News brought to you by Deathwish Coffee. Whoa. I'm not sure how I got here, but this is a really cool podcast. Well, while I'm here, I guess I'll introduce myself. I am the Incredible Jeff the host of Fueled by Deathcast, the weekly podcast from the Deathwish Coffee Company. Each week, I get to talk with a special guest from rock stars to astronauts about what they do and what fuels their passion, because we're all fueled by death. We want to leave this world a little different before we inevitably leave it for good. Follow Fueled by Deathcast on all social media 
and subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, or the Death Wish Coffee Company YouTube page. But for now, let's finish this awesome podcast. All right, guys. Uh, I mean, the big news this week was Brandon Leipzig. Brandon Leipzig of the Washington Capitals. Uh, he had some remarks. Not really going to get into the remarks. Uh, if you're listening to a hockey podcast, you probably know it by now. But he was waived by the Capitals, and, and then he cleared waivers. Clearly, nobody wants to touch him. Uh, pretty pretty uh, crazy stuff, just like private messages to, to his boys, I guess, that went public that were pretty derogatory, pretty harmful, all that stuff. Uh, I guess there's no room for it. I don't, I don't really have anything other to say than that. But what I do have to say is uh, Brett Hull came out, and Brett Hull said, no way to get caught for my off-ice antics in my era. We did the same things. We said the same things, but there's no way to get caught. Whole set on Sportsnet, Hockey Central on Friday. We can go out after games. We can go to strip clubs. We can go to bars. We can do whatever we wanted. It would be all hearsay. The fun is gone, he added. The game is not fun anymore to me. So is this just a guy who just has no awareness of what's going on in the public right now? And furthermore, is this like the most perfect OK Boomer thing of all time? <laughs> yeah, dude, like. Like, I think he's just an old man who's kind of, like, grumpy. At, like, and I like Hall. I don't, like, really like him that much. But I I appreciate him and, like, his attitude and, like, the legend of him and how right. a hockey player he was. Yeah. But it's like, dude, like, shut up. Like, I feel like people still have fun. Like, I feel like it's always, like, when people look back, like, on <laughs> 10 years, like, what you were doing, 10 years when you're someone's age, you always think they're acting like idiots and, like, you were yeah. so much cooler. That's a good you know point. what I mean? Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good point for sure. And, like, Honestly, can you imagine if they had cameras back then? Like, that would have been insane. It was the jungle back then. Yeah. I don't. I mean, Dale, you got anything? Yeah, I mean, I just don't know how he can, like, relate this to having fun. Like, what Brennan Leipzig said was just – it wasn't about, like, the boys having fun. It was just pretty derogatory. Um, that's really all I got. But I am glad, and uh, I'll pass this off to Jimmy to introduce our new uh, our new writer and – the, the wonderful blog she wrote about it yeah so we have a new blogger clara uh she actually helps out in a variety of ways but uh i think a lot of potential she wrote a blog about this and i think it's easily the most professional blog that the morning skates ever released uh, she hit me up she's like hey do you have any feedback and i read it, i'm like uh this is great <laughs> like i don't really know what else you want me to say uh she's awesome i think she's gonna help us out with tiktok uh and like she's super excited about it her dad's a writer I think her dad wrote Mike Ruzioni's uh, autobiography. So I think the whole writing part kind of goes in the family there. And uh, yeah, I, we're thrilled to have her. She's great. Uh, so definitely be checking out her stuff. Uh, Garrison, wait, good uh, little segue there. I appreciate that. Uh, we're going to move on now into our next, uh, next story. Alexander Romanov signs with the Canadian. So I seen this kid play world juniors. I think the last two tournaments and like, he's clearly one of Russian's best players. I think he's a second round pick. Uh, the Canadians reached out to clarify to the management team that uh, they don't refer to Alex Romanov as the destroyer. Turns out they were misinformed. They call him the assassin because he kills all the plays. Uh, okay. Really cool nickname. But as a, have you ever seen a Russian defenseman kill all the plays? Like, are we kind of going a little bit ahead of the curve right now? What do you mean, dude? Like, I don't know. Like, how many Russian defensemen could you say was just like an absolute stud, pure defensive defenseman? Yeah, I mean, I guess I would agree with that, right? I mean, Russians kind of have the ability to blow stuff up. Um, I don't know much about him. I mean, KHL, he put up seven points in 43 games this year. I know he's like, he was 19, so he's young, and that's a good league. But, like, 
if that's your nickname, like you've probably earned it. You know what I mean? Like when guys have shitty nicknames on teams that you've played with in the past, like, yeah, like in that they probably, it's probably true. So I don't know. It seems like a very Canadian thing though. Like a second round pick Russian kid nicknamed the destroyer or whatever the fuck he is coming over. Uh, he'll probably work out, right? Like, don't you think this is a good fit? Yeah, I think so. I think the Canadians kind of desperately need a, a more youth infusion into their lineup, uh, and I, I think it'll be good for the, the defense there. Uh, you kind of brought up the whole hockey nickname. Like, who who had some sick hockey nicknames? Like, the Wrecking Ball was pretty cool. Sheriff, Nighty. Do you have any other ones? Felix the Cat. I mean, Grease is pretty cool. Grinding in the corners, getting the garbage goals. Picking up the grease up front of the net. You're picking your nickname. <laughs> is that – yeah, I mean, I think it's a cool nickname. What do you okay. guys think? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think grease is a cool nickname, dude. I mean, that – I like how you just went after – that's kind of like Ked doing his hero of the week being himself every week. So, I appreciated that. Um, I don't know. I don't really uh, – the sheriff for Shane Knighty, that was a yeah. good one. Uh, I don't know. The Dominator. I feel like a lot of goalies have nicknames. Like, who was Moose? Wasn't it like Johan Hedberg? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe maybe it's like a goalie thing. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if he ends up – are you worried about him as a Bruins fan? Like, do you think that this guy's going to be a problem for you? Not really. Like, worst-case scenario, he's like Alexei Yemlin, and he just, like, throws high hits and turtles. Um, is Emlin still in the league? Was he on the Predators this year? No, I think he, he retired, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about the plate and it's had enough on this podcast, but that was a guy that was annoying as all hell. So I bet you I'll probably hate him, but um, I'll be all right. Oh, dude, I thought you were talking about the other Russian defenseman that entire time until you said the plate in the head. I thought you were talking about Markov, but yeah, you're right. Could be. Um, All right, we're going to move on. We'll do this one. If uh, if both Crosby and Ovechkin receive heart votes this season, it'll be their 14th season doing so, tying Wayne Gretzky. Only Gordie Howe 19 seasons has more. I wanted this one because you kind of can take a step back and realize like we live in a pretty good era of hockey where we have two of like the best players really to ever do it competing for how many, how many seasons? 14. That's insane. Uh, my next question for for you guys is after Ovechkin and Crosby, like who do you see the two guys being like, obviously McDavid, but who do you think's going to, who's going to ride a uh, shotgun with McDavid? Do you think it's more of a McKinnon? Do you think it's an Austin Matthews? Like when it's all said and done, who do you think the top two of like this era? Jeez, dude, that's a super loaded question. I mean, just, and this is like shooting from the hip. I didn't think you were going to throw this out there. I would probably say McDavid and McKinnon right now. Um, I don't know. If you look at like pure skill, like who's the most skilled player, maybe like Pedersen and Vancouver has got to be up there for pure skill. Um, Matthews is obviously in the conversation, I guess. Maybe maybe Matthews could take that role, but he'd be like the goal scorer. He'd be more like Ovechkin. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like I'm kind of a Matthews hater, but there's no denying he could be a 50-goal scorer every single year for the, like, the rest of his career. Um, so I'd be good with any of those names. Do you have an answer to your own question, Ken? It's kind of weird because I think like over the last few years, we kind of thought it was going to be McDavid and Line, right? Like those were like the two names. You had McDavid, who I mean, purely offense, right? But then you had Line, who kind of had the same type of – I guess played kind of the same game as Ovechkin. Maybe he's not as aggressive as Ovechkin is, but they they both have blistering shots and they're huge bodies. Uh, Line's kind of faded out. Still really, really good player, but I don't think Line's up where I thought he was going to be. Does that make sense? Yeah. But No, it does for sure, and I agree. I was just kind of thinking about it, though, because when you did uh, a replacement for Ovechkin, there really aren't that many like sick young Russians. 
There's that kid in uh in or Carolina. What's his name? Svechnikov. Svechnikov. And I guess he's a pretty good hockey player. But other than that, I feel like most of the Russians are a little bit older. Is isn't Svechnikov? Isn't he American? That might be really dumb. No, that's Galchenyuk. Let me look this up. Yeah, you're right. Fuck. I thought he played on the U.S. team. I'm an idiot. Yeah, that was Galchenyuk. Good call. Uh, yeah, he's the Michigan dude. The Michigan man. So, I'm definitely going to take Ovechkin over that clown. Uh, moving on. This one I just kind of put here because I don't know why. But Philip Hassan, Marty Straka, and Yaroslav Spachek are new coaches of the Czech national ice hockey team. I brought this up because I'm a huge Marty Straka guy. Uh, played on a line with Yogs and Nylander back in during the Rangers' heyday. I'll never forget – I forget what team they were playing, but I'll never forget the moment where Yager – oh, no, they're playing Finland because he got bundled from behind by – was it Rutu? Was Tomo Rutu the scumbag from Finland? Yeah. Yeah, he got bundled from behind, split his head open in the Olympics, and Marty Straka came out of left field and just jumped him. And especially in the Olympics, fighting's a big no-go. So I just – I remember that moment vividly. As a Rangers fan being like, okay, sick, Yager's probably going to be out now, but love me some Marty Straka. Uh, you have a spot check moment that you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah. I guess, dude. The only thing I was going to say is 2011 year, the one the Bruins won the Cup uh, before the regular season was over. They had that brawl uh, against the Canadians where, like, Thomas came out and fought Price and all of that. And that was during that fight. There was one point where Boychuk ripped uh, Spacek's helmet off, and I think Spacek was, like, full turtle on the ice and just started punching him on the back of the head, and Jack Edwards' call was, uh, oh, and Boychuk's just giving Spacek the noogies. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of always what I thought about with Spacek. Like, Spacek's kind of a weird defenseman because I think he wasn't the most physical, but I think he had a long like, career because he was sound. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and he's a smaller guy, so he might have – if he played in today's age, he might have been even more, like, effective. I don't really remember a young Spacek, but I think he was actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean – Garrison, can you do me a favor and can you look up NHL points leader for a Czech, Czech player? I would love to know, like, the top five names on that list. Because when I'm thinking of the Czechs, like, we just mentioned a few of them, and they seem like very good, like, pieces. But was there ever, like, somebody to build around? Was Ziggy Palfi from Jagger, Jagger, Elliot, Hayduk. Milan Hayduk? Prospel, Bobby Holik, Peter Sikora, Martin Straka, Peter Nedved, Robert Link, David Krejci. That's the top ten. They have, they have pretty good names. I wouldn't consider them elite. Yager, yes. But, like, fucking really, really good guys to, like, kind of ride ride the side. Like, did you say Sakura? Yeah, Sakura. He used to be sick. We've and talked same, about Rios on this podcast before. He was a really good player. Like, both of them, I wouldn't consider, like, the main focus of the team. But definitely players that you want on the team. Like, Hayduk, I think, was playing back when, like, Sakic was, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Right? So – there's a little bit of check talk. Uh, going to talk a little bit about uh, EASHL. I haven't played an EASHL game in a while. I think it's because we're now 10 games below 500. Uh, <laughs> I'm giving up on that dream. But what we have been doing is playing a lot of online versus. For some reason, I like it way more. I think it's a fact that, like, some players are better than others. So, like, when Panarin or McKinnon or Pasternak get the puck, you know that you can wheel and deal. Uh, Hal, what do you have about online versus? Yeah, I would agree with you. I guess online versus – to me, it's more realistic, right? Like, I like the ability to switch back from players. I feel like if you if the other kid you're playing with, because we do a lot of two-on-two, the other kid you're playing with's covered, like, you can pass it to yourself, like, as the CPU. Do you know what I mean? It's just easier to have flow of play. I bet you there's people who are listening who probably think that's, like, the cheap way out. But to me, um, I like EASHL. 
like, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Like, we were chasing the high for a while. We had fun. We kind of suck, and maybe that's part of why we're making the switch. But I think if you're looking to play, like, true NHL, you got to play versus. Hell yeah, dude. And there's nothing more beneficial than getting a rage quit. Not to toot my own horn, I got four in a row today before this podcast. And, like, if you get a rage quit, you just know that you just alpha the other person so hard that they can't even finish the game. There's nothing greater than that. I mean, if, if, if Mikey Grinnell and Spin Chicklets can lose 20 to nothing, like you can kind of figure out a 5-1 game and play through it, but nope, soft. Yeah, I mean, Dale, you lose a lot. Do you ever quit? Yeah, so going into this <laughs> week, I, I had only won one game of online chow, and then I played earlier, and uh, I, I went up 2 nothing in the third period, and the kid rage quit on me. So How did it feel? It felt it felt good. I kind of just wanted to finish the game and, and just beat them fair and square. But, you know, it did feel good. Yeah, no, no chirping towards towards BizDev either because he never really grew up with a video game system. This is all very new to him. He's a, he's a 26, 27-year-old kid with his first console. So I, I, I like the fact that you won, dude. Yeah, so let's just, and we'll just – I'm going to cut this right here, this love fest. So it must have been like Friday night. I think me and BizDev took on Ked – and uh fever boy rex and we lost 7-1 and it was tough you know me and dale had some good good moments going we had some pressure but he got mad i yelled at him but i to be fair i yelled at him because he's not even putting a stick down on face-offs i feel like that's something you need to do um, those are those are the small minute details that win games like yeah. taking a face-off yeah, I was a little distracted in the moment, but just to defend myself here, I I have had a PS3 and a PS2 and a PS1. I'm just always kind of late to the game and don't really – I was outside a lot as a kid um, and just didn't I, – I, I was never in, into video games that much, and now I am. And I bought a PS4 as soon as this whole quarantine thing hit. So I'm in it. I'm trying to get better. That's Bro, I had your back. I don't know why you just soiled yourself like that. Yeah, dude, you actually just hurt your your case. Yeah, but you actually you – Everybody, give Dale a break, man. He hasn't played that much. You're like, yeah, well, actually, I've had every NHL since I was eight years old. I I, I remember playing, like, 94 and, like, all that stuff. But, yeah, I just not to the – not to the extent, I guess. I guarantee you that you've never played 94 because aren't you a 93? I'm a 92, but I had it on us uh, on CD, like on a on a computer set. Oh man, do you remember playing video games on your computer back when you were a kid? Holy shit, dude! FIFA. I played so much FIFA on my computer. Kids, kids who play video games today, like on computers, intimidate the shit out of me. Oh yeah, dude! If you're rocking a monitor and like one of those video game chairs, and you have the LED lights fucking circling your room, dude, that you're pretty so good. if we're gonna keep talking about video games that's why i hate call of duty because i feel like every time i'm getting like sniped in one shot it's by some guy on like with a five thousand dollar computer sitting in a fancy ass chair yeah dude like whenever you you see kids and you're like holy shit that kid oh like, yeah you definitely see kids that are disgusting like we've been playing uh call of duty with disco our capital blogger and he has a buddy that just he has wielding pistols in order to get these wheeling pistols, you need to have three kills for five different matches with a pistol. And who does that? <laughs> yeah, like That's what? insane. I didn't even think about that. Like, I don't know if I've ever even attempted to shoot someone with a pistol except for, like, a bad <laughs> Three per match. So you need 15 total, but you need th- – uh, incredible. But, yeah, maybe. Maybe you're right, dude. I never really thought about that. 
But uh, that was that was our video game talk of the week. Now a little Rangers action. I don't know if you have any Bruins things, but the Rangers signed goaltender Tyler Wall to an entry-level contract. This is a UMass Lowell kid. Uh, I read somewhere that people were shocked that he signed because he put up some good numbers. And if you look at the Rangers, they have right now they have Lundqvist, Georgiev, and Shesterkin. Well, Lundqvist probably isn't going to be around that much longer. At some point, the Rangers are really going to have to choose between which Russian goalie they want. So I think that he's kind of like the backup in waiting, which is weird. How many times have you ever had a, a backup in waiting? A backup's backup in waiting. I feel like it happens more than you think, dude. I think you, I think what Gordon's doing right now is it's organiz, organization. Holy shit. Organiza, organization. <laughs> organizational depth. <laughs> that was such a hard word for me. Uh, yeah. Like it, it's good that you have this kid and like, I'm pumped. All right. The Bruins have Jeremy Swayman. I've talked about him a ton college goalie put up huge numbers i'm just gonna say it and i have the same fear of swayman are you not a little bit scared dude like sometimes college goalies come in way overhyped and then Uh, like they just end up being a career ahl guy yeah i i would agree with that like al montoya leaves a a bitter taste in my mouth thinking that a fucking college goalie was gonna be sick first round pick was he wasn't he like seventh or something like that the first round pick yeah Yeah. yeah let me look that up that's and I remember at the time when we drafted him, I was pumped because, like, he, he was a Michigan kid, and I was a big Michigan fan. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, sixth overall in the 4 draft. And I'll, I'll toss this one out there, too. Lowell, Massachusetts, um, I have to drive by there when I make road trips back home. They have a great wings over right off the highway. If you're ever in Lowell, Massachusetts, uh, go Riverhawks, wings over. Okay, there it is. Uh, now we're, we're going to hop right into our beer league roundup. Uh, I just had a question for you guys. So uh, we're going to have Andy from Elevate Hockey come on the podcast in the next couple weeks. And if you haven't checked out the six, they're fucking really cool. So check them out. Again, that's Elevate Hockey. Uh, and what we want to do is start kind of recording videos. So I'm interested in getting a net. And I'm going to put this net by my garage. And I was thinking, well, if I'm rifling pucks, I'm definitely going to miss a net. I'm going to drill this out of my garage. So I looked up nets. Easy goal. I sent you guys the link. What do you guys think of this? Do you think it's worth it? It's a regular net, and then you have your two side nets and a, and a netting above it. So if you miss the net, hopefully it doesn't go crash and bang. Yeah, so, I mean, I would say so. Is this like a sponsorship? No. Okay. All right. I didn't know if I had to like be nice about whatever I said. Thing looks like it would work, right? Like my initial instinct is like that's definitely going to save me some pucks. But the bottom line, if you're shooting outside, hopefully the number one reason you're losing pucks is because it's going off the bar. You can't just stop that. Also, you're going to stale some higher than that. Like, I guarantee it. Um, I'd probably sail one or two over that, I think. Uh, so, back, I don't know. The backstop, yo, the backstop's 10 feet high. That doesn't – how tall is a net? A basketball hoop's 10 feet high. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe I wouldn't shoot that high. I don't know, dude. Are you going to get this? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call them tomorrow because I want to make sure that everything in that thing comes with it because they have, like, little target things, which are really cool, too. Because I think Dale and I, I think we're going to start doing, like, brand reviews and, and stuff like that with sticks and pucks and all sorts of things. I have a net. We could, yeah. eat, hey, we could even do, like, up. we could even do challenges. Like, we do accuracy shooting challenges and, like, bet on stuff. And, yeah. So, we are going to be starting a YouTube channel at some point. So, I think that – I think it's a good investment. I think this is an investment the morning see it needs. And I also think uh, a camera to Twitch is, I think, another – those are, like, two investments I think that we should start thinking about. Dale? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I'll save my real comment for after the podcast. But I agree. I think this would be 
<laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say something, but it's um I don't know, it just involves the LLC and stuff. So I won't get into it. I get I get worked up on biz dev matters sometimes, as you guys know. But um yeah, I think this is a sick net. I think we should get it. I like the fact that it's got these pockets in it. Um I like the fact that it folds up, it's adjustable, it folds yeah, it up. It looks super easy to use and it looks like it's like quality stuff. And I, I just posted on Hockey Reddit asking anybody if anybody had one, and one guy said he had it, and he said he got a couple of years ago, and it, and it stood the test of time is what he said. So seems like a decent investment. Maybe we could get them on the pod. Maybe quick, we do a little bartering. Quick, quick story about just the fact that it looks to be transportable. It's, it would be nice to go in your truck, but uh, I don't know if you guys remember Geyser Crest uh, or going to the Casha. Like, we, had a we had a Memorial Day – roller hockey like we won uh, yeah but we put dan's net on my subaru and it scratched the side of the subaru like we we like put the net on the back of the wagon right but and if this is foldable maybe it's easier to put it in there and if not like i have mm -hmm. a truck so it should be decent that's my point. truck bro got a heavy chevy dude so yeah i think i'm gonna end up uh ending up purchasing that i'll let you guys know and shout out to andy from elevate he'll be on i can't wait to check those things out it's gonna be sick uh how you put summer hockey in here i don't think i did yeah i'm just throwing this out there like where what are the odds that there's gonna be like hockey this summer i think it's zero percent i just i'm kind of clinging on um and i wanted to discuss this as a group i think the best beer league season is summer the only negative, negative part about it as you get older is college kids come home and, like, it's a lot faster sometimes. Um, but there's nothing better than windows down, going to the rink, summer right. day. You want to drink a beer. You get out. Like, you don't mind the ride home. Like, it's all just a fucking enjoyable process. So, I almost, I almost hope in the next couple of years, like, when I'm in my mid-30s or, like, 40, that I set up, like, an adult league during the summer where, like, college kids aren't allowed to go there. And it's just like the boys and like each year we have that. I think that would be ideal. Right. Cause I, you're right. When, when these college kids come home and they don't pass the puck and they, they're, they just keep toe dragging around 80 people. Like we kind of get it, dude, you have sick hands and you're better than we are, but like maybe we can play some hockey. That'd be fun. If we can kind of nip that in the bud, I think that uh, I'd be beneficial. Also, like if I was 40 years old and I ever played against like our Navy Molson team, I would hate everything about hockey. So I'm trying to stay away from that. Yeah. And I was thinking too, like, on that point that you just made, I think the worst kid of all is the college kid that's home, but he didn't join a team. He's just like he's like the sub for every single team. And every single time you go out there, he's out there and he's like the fastest kid on the ice. And you see him every game because he's trying to get reps. And it's like, I get it, dude. You're trying to stay in shape. But like, I'm just trying to drink a couple beers. I'm trying to drink some beers and have some fun with the boys. Maybe jump in a, a pool on the way home. Ken, have you ever been like a just a strictly sub guy for a league? Uh... I've subbed in leagues before. Like, I sub in the league that I play in. If a team needs one, I sub in, like, a Schenectady league if they ever need one. I think when I was younger, I did a little bit more of that. Now it's – I tell you what, since this quarantine started, when we can skate again, I won't be passing up any opportunities to skate. I'll skate every single day if I can. Yeah. I fucking miss it, dude. I miss going to the rink. Yeah, me too. Dale, but what do you got? Probably the longest I haven't skated in, I don't know, probably 10 years. Ever. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, miss, I miss it a lot. I think I said it the other day to someone. But, I yeah, no, I was just, like, rollerblading around in my driveway, like, with my stick and with my ball. And, you know, I just miss it, guys. 
I'm sorry. That's that's all I got there. I appreciate that. Uh, We are now going to move on to our Dominic Moore Heroes and Zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. All right, thanks, Dom. Here on Zero Time, I'll go first. My hero of the week, rest in peace, little Richard. He was the uh, U.S. Canadian national anthem singer in Mystery Alaska. Top three hockey film, in my opinion. Uh, little Richard came out and he froze the ass off of all the New York Rangers to a point where they had to go into the locker room between shifts. Uh, all-time moment in a hockey movie. I had no idea who this guy was uh, before Mystery Alaska, but after watching it, he uh, what did they what did they coin him as? the flamboyant architect of rock and roll. I mean, that's kind of a cool nickname. So shout out to little Richard and uh, for the role they had in mystery Alaska and, and rest in peace, dude. So that's my hero of the week. Yeah, dude. Um, that was a good one. I didn't know you were a little Richard fan, but that made sense. I was so mad. I usually don't get mad about stuff like on social media. I don't really care about our Twitter, but I was pissed that none of us realized that little Richard was the guy in uh mystery alaska that kind of oh, see, I knew that. oh well shit dude i didn't know i saw it i saw it somewhere else i thought if you Little richard it. allen thick dude come on all right my hero of the week and this actually is kind of like a sarcastic hero it's like you're a hero i think you're a hero if you live in north las vegas and you move into this golden knights theme community you can now <laughs> live on mark andre Fleury road march so way for everyone's favorite ryan reeve street i mean I'm sorry. First off, you want to talk about the hardest name to write on an envelope? Marcheseau Street. Like, oh, where's Karen oh again? Like 17 Marcheseau Street. How do you spell that? I don't know. Like, come on. That's obnoxious. I don't want to write out Mark Andre Fleury Road. Like, that's like four words. Like, take it easy. Like, abbreviate it maybe. Listen, I have been a, uh, a Golden Knights hater since they came into the league. I'll say this. They haven't won shit. So, at this point, to me, no Stanley Cups. They're going on year three. Everyone's high on them. I, I'm low on them. I think I like their fan base more because they're not winning as much. So that's kind of where I'm at. I've, I've lightened up because they're not winning all the time. I have a question for you. Put your bias aside, right? Do you think that they have a pretty good, like, fan base? Yeah. Oh, 100%. I think they do, right? Like, those guys are diehard Vegas fans, and they yeah. party. I like Vegas fans for sure. I'm really happy the NHL got there before the NFL. It's going to be interesting to see – I don't think their support's going to go down at all, but it's just going to be I interesting hope to see with the yeah. Raiders actually in the league this year uh, or coming year. I don't know, man. I, uh, I don't think I have anything else. Okay. All right. Dale, who's your hero? <laughs> so my hero of the week um, goes out to uh, customer support lady Tanisha at Spectrum Wi-Fi. Uh, as everybody knows, my Wi-Fi has been shaky um, and it's quite debilitating during the podcast. Um, she was just a saint. She was a sweetheart. I got four times the internet speed coming in on Monday. So uh, shout out to uh, Tanisha. She, I told her I'd do a podcast and I got chirped on it. Um, and yeah, she's, she, she was really interested and uh, that's it. I'm happy to get, it doesn't really go out to Spectrum Wi-Fi. It goes out more to Tanisha. Thanks. Okay. Uh, do we have any- right, into, right into Ryan's zero if, if we want to do it that yeah, way. Yeah, I was going to wonder if there were any comments. Ryan, what's your zero? Yeah, I'm going to go to my zero of the week. Dale's oh, wow. internet. Wow, what's your zero? Wow, okay. That's all right. Zero of the week, Dale's internet. I just have a few points. I don't want to pile on Dale. Everyone loves Dale. I love Dale. Number one, you are a member of a podcast, right? Um, I would say maybe the biggest tool for us would be Wi-Fi, internet access. We, aren't, we don't live together. It's very important. 
2020. You've been having internet problems. We've been talking about it for months. Finally, it took a gold Years. Olympic gold medalist uh, to kind of chirp you on it for you to take action. Number one, you should have listened to us. Number two, you could have just bought the better internet this whole time. Like there was nothing holding you back. Like if you don't have the top internet in the year 2020, then what are you even doing? Like I would rather drive a 1995 Pontiac Firebird than have a brand yeah. new truck if it wow. might better internet. Like Pontiac. I, I just, I don't know how you don't do that. And number three, I hate Spectrum. They are the worst company that I deal with. They cold call me. They send me stuff in the mail. It's fucking bullshit. I hate that company. They gave you four times the internet speed for how much more? $15? $20, yeah. $20 more, right? So it's not like you really won. She sold you something. And that contract for that $20 more is going to go up another $15 uh, according to their website next year. So you have that locked in for one year. I was there too. Once you do it once, I'll never let you go back. Um, my zero of the week, Spectrum Internet and Dale's Internet. Where did you come up with the Pontiac Firebird? That was interesting. I don't know. For whatever reason, and this is like a really terrible reference, but do you guys remember like circa 2009 YouTube when there was that Don Mazzetti guy? My fucking haircut. That guy? He, he was like the Italian guy. Dale definitely remembers him. I feel yeah, like I, I got Prado, a that guy. Tommy Prado had him, whatever. He had this video once and he was talking about getting a DUI and his like 04 like Pontiac Firebird. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's where that reference comes from. Okay. All right. I didn't know that. Uh, Dale, appreciate you getting better internet. Yeah. Do you have a rebuttal though? Like, are you are you still like team time or spectrum after that phone call? I just, I we're at an age in, we're I'm, I'm just I don't have any options, dude. I know, I I don't know if you want to get into it. I know that's you're dead. No, I, no, that's true because where we're at, we don't have FiOS. I, don't, I yeah. want FiOS. I would love FiOS, but I it's my only option. I know. I was just oh, no, uh, uh, technically that wasn't your only option because you've had this option forever. Yeah. To get Spectrum upgrade. Yeah, but I hate Spectrum. They they send me shit in the mail every day too and I I spent like an hour on customer service earlier this, this year. This is crazy, guys. I got Spectrum a couple months ago. I fucking love it, dude. This internet is so much better than the regular Verizon one that I used to have. Haven't had any issues. I don't get any phone calls, nothing in the mail. Like it's been really good. Just wait, dude. I'll say just wait. And my whole point, I just want to make sure that we understand at the beginning of this, Dale was acting like he was a hero of the week for fixing his internet. And by now he's saying it was his only move. So I feel like we've downgraded the Tanisha, level of accomplishment. Tanisha is my hero. That is true. Tanisha That's did. fine. You know what? Give it up to Tanisha though. Cause a good customer service rep goes along. Hey, two claps for Tanisha, dude. Attaboy. Uh, my zero of the week <laughs> goes to uh, Nail the Yakupov. Uh, he was traded from uh, <coughs> uh, the SCA St. Petersburg uh, in the KHL. I mean, nothing really to say about this. The kid can't even hack it in the KHL. I remember I listened to a Spin Chicklets interview. I think it was with Brian Burke, and they asked him what player had the worst interview, and he said Nail Yakupov. And, I mean, kind of nailed it on the head there. I remember the hype for that kid was so good and then just never did anything. Yeah. Do you have anything on Nail Yakupov, Hal? No, not really, dude. I think it's funny because he's been out of the league now for a couple of years. It seems like just yesterday. Remember when he signed with the Avalanche and, like, everyone thought he might turn his career around? Yeah, and that just yeah, it didn't, didn't happen, dude. I mean, you got to give the kid at the end of the day, he does have – we're talking about top goals later. He has that one goal with the celebration where he dropped to his knees across the ice. Like, that will live on forever. That will, yeah. That's a memorable goal. Uh, Dale, what's your zero, dude? My zero of the week goes out to um, 
frustrating family dynamics regarding um regarding coronavirus um just are you okay differences yeah it just goes out to the fact that i really do miss my friends and there's like barbecues going on there was a ufc fight last night i could have gone to um there's just a i'm just we're going on ah, nine ten weeks of all this bullshit and i really miss my friends and i would like to do live my life the way i like i want to live my life and sometimes um unfortunately because of the circumstances i live in i i have to take other people's <laughs> take other people's emotions and decisions into considerations and it gets frustrating at times. Two things. One, that's called being an adult and you're doing it. Two, live your life, dog. That's what I would say. You only got one of them. What do you got, Hal? <laughs> I don't have much on that, dude. I mean, that's, you're that's, right. that's, that's T.I. and Rihanna, dude. Live your life. Remember yeah, that's you're your own boss, dude. You're, you're an entrepreneur, dude. You work for you and no one else. Live your life. Hey. Hey, I'm gonna right. play, that's gonna be the song that plays out on this podcast dude <laughs> moving, on, moving on one step at a time all right uh last segment three stars all right jim and mike thanks very kindly a nice weekend for you as always our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on rogers hometown hockey all right three stars guys uh today's the 50th anniversary of the bobby Orr flying goal uh you guys definitely have seen that picture before so i'm just gonna do this Three most memorable goals uh, for you guys. My third star goes to Brian Boyle dangling Drew Doughty. This amounted to nothing, but back in the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, Boyle undresses Drew Doughty, goes and scores on quick. At that moment, I thought the New York Rangers were going to be the Stanley Cup champion. I remember, like, thinking that in my head, saying it in my head. And at that moment, that could have been the happiest I'd ever been. So uh, that's my third most memorable goal. Plus, like, we, you know that we have, like, a weird thing with Brian Boyle. We love Boyle. He's a warrior. He, when he fights, he forgets to take his glove off. Like, he's an American. He's a patriot. So shout out to Brian Boyle, dude. It's a great one, dude. Uh, my third star. This is a weird one. I was trying to think, think of goals, and this randomly came to me. Sean Bates, second round versus the Maple Leafs in the Coliseum, 2002. I think it was the second round. Gets the penalty shot, dude. When people talk about the Coliseum going nuts, that's like what I envision the Coliseum going nuts. Like, it does, doesn't really pop like that anymore. I don't know. It's just a sick hockey clip. Like, it's one of those ones that gets your uh, blood going. Dude, they ju- who's, who's the – is it Howie Rose? Is that his name? Yep. He just – there was a tweet about it. It had to have been a couple weeks ago where he, like, talked about this and, like, how crazy the atmosphere was and just – you're right. When you picture the Coliseum and, like – all those things that go on in the Coliseum, dude. You know what I'm talking about? A little wink, wink. That happened that night when Sean Bates scored in the penalty shot, dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Dale, what's your third star? Well, I'd like to just backpedal a uh, quick second. My dad, I actually woke up to a text from my dad this morning of an article about Bobby Orr and how this is the 50th anniversary. I uh, just kind quick. of a cool text to wake up to, dude. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, my dad's from Lexington, Mass. He grew up. Bobby Orr is his hero. This. My dad was like nine years old when this goal happened. Um, or, or his final winner capped off a stunning campaign for the Bruins legend. He became the only defenseman in NHL history to lead the league in scoring or also earn the Norris Trophy, best defenseman, Art Ross Trophy, league's best score, Hart Trophy, season MVP, and Con Smith Trophy for playoff MVP. With the final award, he became the only player in NHL history to win hockey's big honors in one season. That's insane. I know. I know. When I read that, I was like, holy shit. Like, that's, that's amazing. Wild. 
I'm sure Gretzky hasn't done that. Obviously not the Norris, but you had maybe at that time. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. But yeah, Bob, you are unreal. Um, so my my third star goes out. Um, it was just a memorable moment because we were with all the Siena hockey guys uh, in the dorm room at like ten in the morning. Uh, TJ Oshie's shootout sequence. Oh yeah, yep. Little TJ Oshie just again, 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 again. Rate Herb Brooks. Um, Hal, actually, I'll go number two. My second star, uh, Paul Korea off the floor and on the board after getting laid out by Scott Stevens. That's maybe one of the best calls I think of all time with Gary Thorne. Uh, Korea, I mean, we talk, we talk about this goal, I feel like a lot, but when I think of memorable goals and just like, holy shit, that's hockey, that Paul Korea goal getting just buckled by Scott Stevens popping back up and then ripping one twine was just unbelievable. So that's my second star. Yeah. I don't think anyone will argue with that. That's a good one, dude. Um, my second star, I guess this isn't like something super specific, but like when you're like, say you're like five years old. Uh, we're talking like mites. Uh, you go in there, you had a good day, drawing with crayons or whatever you do during the day. You go out there, house league, score your first hat trick, get off the ice, get one of those hat trick pins, toss it on your hat, and just let your dick hang as you walk out of the rink. I mean, I feel like that's probably a pretty cool feeling. Um, thoughts? Like, do you <laughs> yeah. remember, like, getting, like, cool – you remember, like – I don't remember anything specifically, but I remember, like, as a little kid, like, when you're five or six years old or seven and you score a goal, you're just fucking jacked up. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. So, I didn't play, like, legit youth hockey, but Koreans, what they would do – not that they're not legit, just a little bit different. Uh, they had hat-trick patches and playmaker patches, and if you scored three goals, you got a hat-trick patch, and if you uh, had three assists, you got a playmaker patch. And if you had a shutout, you'd get a shutout patch. I think I might be one of the few people in current hockey history to have all three. <laughs> wow, dude. Hanging in the banners. That was a good one. Uh, Dale, what do you got for your second? <laughs> it's not really – well, it is a specific goal. I just couldn't tell you what team they were playing or, you know, when it even was. But for some reason, this goal stands out to me because it was one of Mario Lemieux's last games, and I just remember watching it. It was kind of just like any other goal, but it was a three-on-two. Winger passes it in the center to Mario. He nips his skates, so it goes in between – the puck goes in between his skates, and he just angled his skates to deflect it to the third winger on the side for, like, a backdoor goal. And just, like, me being maybe, like, 12 at the time or something, watching that goal, I was like, you can do that. Wow. Yeah, never never thought of that. So that was just – it. yeah, it just stuck in my memory for some reason. Yeah, that's a great goal, dude. I'm glad you bring that up. If I could, like, really improve one part of my game, I would love to be able to handle pucks off my skates better. Like, it's sick. You, you ever, like, play in a league where there's a guy that just does it all the time and, like, you're watching him and you're like, fuck, man. Like, if I could do that, I would have so many more goals. <laughs> like, being able to, to catch, like, a full-blown pass off your skate right to your stick is, like, a skill that I really wish I had. No, I'm I, I'm talking about just, like, deflecting. Oh, it. no, no, no. I'm just – yeah, and then I was just talking skate skills. Yeah, that's sick, too. It's unreal. Uh, my number one star, talked about this a billion times, step on versus Capitals. I don't really have much to say about that. Just – that was one of those, do you remember where you were at moments? Uh, like, there are other Rangers ones. Mika Zibanejad's five goals this year where he carried the team on his back. And, like, the Merrick Malik between the legs, dude. Nobody ever would have thought Merrick Malik would ever go between the legs uh, against Ole the goalie. Another nickname. Uh, but, yeah, that's my number one star. How would he got? Number one star. I feel like I've brought this goal up on the podcast before. 2008, Marco Sturm, game six against the Habs, tied it up. We were the eight seed. They were the one seed. We lost the series – 
that's like the best game in Bruins history. Um, I don't know. I think it was like five, it was four, four at that point. And he went in on the four check, knocked Roman Hammer yeah, down right? twice. Yeah. And then, he, and then he walked Carey Price and just the fucking garden went nuts. All time moment. Also, I don't know if I've told this on the podcast before, but I remember this game vividly because I was actually in fucking, I was in Hawaii and it was six hours ahead of time and no one had the NHL package. So I had like, it was back in the flip phone days because it was 08. I had like a flip phone um, and I bought internet data for that week and I would get live updates and I would just refresh every 30 seconds uh, to get the game. And then finally, when I went back to the hotel, I finally got to watch it on YouTube, but uh, just one of those weird memories. No hockey in Hawaii, dude. Damn. No, dude. That's like the negative. I would fucking live in that place in a heartbeat. But like, you'd have to get into like roller hockey or something. And like, I also have the theory that if I went to a place like Hawaii, I couldn't function as like an adult. Like, it would be so hard if it's that nice out like all year round to like focus and actually like do a job. Yeah, you need to. You need to be very. Uh, you need to have that winter anger. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Just ready to knock someone out because it's a little cold out today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's frigid. It's 73. You know, uh, Dale, what's your number one star? So my number one star also goes to down, but not out Paul Korea. I've talked about it like four times on this podcast. Uh, I know Kat, it was your number two star, but I'm just sticking to it. That one really lives in my, lives in my memory banks. Talk about perseverance, man. Off the floor and on the board. And the fact that he had no idea where he was when that happens. Crazy. I kind of like that. That's your reference though. That's like, from like sixth grade to ninth grade, I always gave the same book report to my teachers, and it was uh, Gordy Howe's autobiography. I never changed. I never changed the paper; just kept handing it in and getting like a B every year. It was incredible. My thing. <laughs> <laughs> just change the date on it. Oh, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Oh, hey, Mrs. Language Arts teacher, you're gonna love this, dude. It's alarmingly. I don't know if you ever look back. It's kind of alarming to think about how few books I've actually read, like related to school. Yeah, how I've read way more Spark Notes than I have the actual book. Like spark notes was a major key for anybody. I don't even know. I don't even know what they teach kids nowadays, dude. I know that mathematics is way different than what it used to be. I don't know why. Also, why are we even really teaching it? Like there's calculators. Everybody uses a calculator. Everybody has a phone. I think it's a little bit different nowadays, but you're right, man. It's, it's just a wild, wild world we live in now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was this week's podcast guys. We have a big interview coming up uh, this Wednesday with, uh, U.S. gold medalist Casey Bellamy of the women's team. She's great. She came on. She uh, chirped Garrison, which was pretty cool. Uh, but she was great. On it, honestly, all jokes aside, that was one of the best interviews I think we've ever done. Um, she's just like so easy to talk to. And was just like real. She didn't hold back. Like, and she's she tells a story about how she got cut and like the things that she did to make sure that didn't happen again was unreal. Dale was there. Dale, any uh. Yeah, that that story you just mentioned is my favorite part of the podcast, favorite part of maybe even podcasting. It literally sent chills throughout my whole body. And I was like, wow, this is fucking incredible. Like, this is a hell of a story. Um, So thank you, Casey, for coming on. I can't wait for us to release that. Um, That's what I got. I also, if we're, if we're, uh, wanted to segue into and just give uh, our guy Puck Puck Raker a quick shout out. this week, he reached out to us saying he came across an interesting story. It's about the, I'm not going to pronounce this right, but the Mi'kmaq tribe over, uh, I believe it's somewhere in the Maritimes of Canada, Nova Scotia. Um, they're, he reached out to a family who's doing a documentary about the fact that this um, native tribe's 
had involvement with the creation of the creation of ice hockey. And I guess this family's like trying to get their true story out. So Hulk Raker actually did a, a whole podcast with them. So I don't know exactly when we're releasing that, but let's release, let's release that Friday. Yeah, let's do it. And we should, yeah, we should really bump that out. Cause I think that's a awesome story and just props to Puck Raker for, for getting that going. Yeah, really, all of our bloggers have really been stepping up. We've been doing, like, Zoom calls and hanging out, so that's been fun. Uh, two more shout-outs, one to Feverboy Rex, one to DJ Zoomy. Happy birthday, fellas, if uh, you guys are listening. You guys are beauties. I know uh, Feverboy Rex got a cameo from Sean Avery pumping him up about uh, turning 27, so uh, that was big, but that's all I got. Hal, you got anything else? Happy birthday to the boys, dude, and hell yeah. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. You safe out there. So these instrumentals, they get out on the internet, right? Bobby Fisher put them on the jump drive. I then take the jump drive downstairs. I record the record. I put it on the jump drive. I then proceed to take the jump drive back upstairs. MP3 ready. The record is then emailed to DJ Foot before anyone else. DJ Sense will get the next email. Then it's to you, baby. The world. YouTube, comments, blogs, boards. I do this, cause nothing is safe. <laughs> yeah. Game, who gon' play today? Guess it's gon' be Trey today. Rapping for VA today, ignoring what a hater say. Got my own lane, guess it's safe to say I paved the way. Playing like the Lakers back in 88. MJ fade away in 98. Safe to say that I am great. You could say I'm hungry, I could eat a lion's plate. I'm a carnivore, I said before It's breakfast time, I'm spitting out metaphors I guess I'm hella bored, or hella talented Who else could flip this nigga tip shit like I done did Do two songs before I hit the airport In my wife beater, in my air shorts Dre headphones, Trey head gone Pick a line and it rhyme and it's dead homes Cause I kill beats, like a steel piece And a steel piece, if you don't feel me Cause I'm still me and I'm filthy Living my life until they kill me